Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Songezo Mapete on SAFM. Makamisa Yanda, food security, food production in Africa and getting African people to be part of this very important business. Now, a partnership between Uyandambuli Corporation and Makamisa Foods has seen the creation of a 100% black-owned venture into agribusiness that involves food processing, packaging, and distribution. The joint venture is called Makamisa Yanda, and not only does it promise to bring tickles to the palate, the change, or rather, tickles to the palate to change the African status quo in terms of food security, food development, developing different dishes and cuisines, and also packaging African indigenous knowledge systems that are actually owned by our embedded communities. And of course, this is not limited to hopefully South Africa, but to the continent at large. On the phone now, we have the CEO of Uyandambuli Corporation and Entertainment. She's an entrepreneur, and we know her very well. First of all, in the early 90s, as a beauty queen from Cape Town, who has since gone on to great things in business. This is Uyanda, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Sangeza, and good evening to all the SAFM listeners. It's wonderful how you have been able to continue being at the forefront of change, of development, of progress. Now you're entering a very niche market that is getting you and will have you very busy for a very long time. The food industry, we know it's a regulated space. One customer complains that business is gone. It's very difficult to get your stuff onto the shelf. It's very easy to have it off. Talk to us about how we finally get to where we are now that, and you're going to tell us about your brand and product that is on the shelves. How did we get there and all the trials and toils in getting there? Look, um, you have next to you Brad Terrence, who mentored me into agribusiness. Um, him and his wife, Pumzile, Pumzile, they showed me how important it is for us as black people to begin to process our own food, to package it, and to distribute it. Because this is a space that most of us, we grew up in it. You know, I remember back in the days, I used to eat umbido. I don't know if people understand what that is. It's not spinach. It's like cooked with peanuts and you eat it with pap. So we all know how to to make our own food, whether we have a small garden in our homes, and to learn agribusiness and take it to a wider audience and a wider market and to put it out to the market, that is serious big business. You know, this business wasn't always big. I know when you know, Terence started, they started in a back room in Soweto, and the growth stages have been there until our partnership. I love, love mayonnaise, and I used to mix my mayonnaise with chili since I was a young girl. So all the people in my world, my family, my friends, they know I love chili mayo, which I make it myself. So to go back to the plant and create a new product, which is something that is so passionate to me and close to my heart, and to put it out in the market, it wasn't easy. It's not easy. You know, you do need the partnerships. You do need to work with people who've been in the space. Uh, But we still do face challenges. You know, um, black people haven't been playing in this space for a long time. So we're trying to catch up and we're trying to learn as much as possible as we grow in this industry together. 
Let's talk about growing in the industry and perhaps you can actually just, I mean, there are many people who have tried. There are many people who believe that they've got wonderful ideas, particularly in food, because the barriers in creating a a menu or a dish or something are not particularly high. It's a question of making migration and progress from that thing that's happening in one's kitchen into the mainstream. Tell us about the challenges involved with that, please. There's... You know, you need the right machinery, you need the right equipment, you need the right biochemists working with you, you need people who are business-minded, people who are willing to sacrifice so much, you know, because Rome wasn't built in one day. You know, we do have the partnership with Pick and Pay and Checkers. We're still putting out our product to some of the stores. We're not even putting it out to all the stores. So obviously, we, we, we're still growing financially for us to be able to put it across the markets. And we're relying on people to support us. It's a beautiful brand that we put out. The taste is beautiful. If you like Acha or you like, you know, um, a, a spicy base in your cooking, you can make meat. You don't even need to be a, a person that eats meat with it. You can use it for vegan food. It's, it's also not, um, it covers halal people. So we've tried by all means to cover all people across the board. So back to how do you get there? Obviously, you do need a processing plant which that's where Makamisa comes in, in terms of the partnership. They have a processing plant and they have been in this business for a very long time. And on my side, it's the menu that I bring to the table, um, the investment that I bring to the table, and also marketing my product, putting it out on the market as an owner. You know, when, when you're putting your name on a product that exists, you get paid for marketing purposes. So you don't really put your own money and your own resources and your own time. There's other people who've done that. They just take you as a brand ambassador. So to build something new, something fresh, and something from the ground is not easy because you're not making money immediately. You have to make a lot of sacrifices to make sure that you get there to the end goal. So once the customers are used to the product and the taste that the product and they support you, you grow, you're able to, you know, recover some of the costs and the investments that you put into the product to get to where we are. Is Brad Terrence there? Yes, yeah, certainly he is, yeah, because I want to ask him the next question because he's the founder of Makamisa Foods. And I think this is probably where we can get, as you had said, he is the real brain in the agro-processing business and the one who mentored you as you entered into the space. Yeah. Brad Terrence, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me tap into your wise counsel now, Mr. Terence Pugane-Leluma, founder of Makamisa Foods, is here in studio in Johannesburg. How were you introduced to food? How were you introduced into the business of food? And what is your advice that you can openly share with young people who are trying their hand at this thing called entrepreneurship? Good evening, Songeza. Thank you for having me here. Good good evening, um, Oyanda. Um, good evening. Yeah, so um, this story started in uh, back in Deep Kloof, um, um in in 2016, 2015 rather, and then in 2016 we decided to take it a step further by formalizing um, or organizing ourselves formally um, through the registration of um, a business uh, through the C- the, the, CIP- the CIPC. 
Um, my wife and I then had uh, attempted a number of things around creating this brand, and uh, there were many challenges that we came, ac- uh, you know, across. But uh, um, through the grace of the Lord, we, we managed to overcome uh, those challenges. Um, to answer your question around how um, we can advise uh, and how we got into the, into this business and how we can advise uh, young agri uh, agripreneurs out there, um, we, we we sat down and studied the value chain, uh, the food value chain, and. Uh, when you unpack it, you realize that there are many things that can be done. It's just that uh, we we are generally afraid to take risks and uh, um, follow our dreams. Uh, that's the general um, attitude that we have, um, particularly the people of my color. I mean, we were never introduced to um, entrepreneurship. Um, we get sent to school, universities to to be employed. Uh, and in our case, we said, look, we'll take the biggest risk ever uh, because uh, at the time when we started, um, there was no black-owned source manufacturing facility in South Africa. So we, we occupied that space and intentionally so. Um, through the support of the IDC and the DTIs, Black Industrialists, we managed to set up uh, this plant. Uh, to uh, be able to manufacture uh, a, a myriad of products uh, mm. in the category of condiments. And uh, the market is valued at about $12 billion today. How much uh, is your share of that? <laughs> what, what, $2, $3 billion? I can tell you now, it's less, th- it's less than a percent. So uh, th- that Ooh, tells you a story there. that Ooh, there's a lot of work to be there. done. Yeah. So uh, oh. this collaboration, we believe, uh, with uh, Uyanda Corporation, uh, Uyanda Mbuli uh, Corporation, we... We, we believe that uh, we are going to really shake those waves out there because of uh, the rapport that she carries uh, with, it, with her brand and uh, our strength in manufacturing because our, you know, our game is food processing and manufacturing R&D. So um, it's not really to be you know, you know, customer-facing and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. where we saw that uh, she's a strategic partner that we can rope in. On that point, I want to bring Susuanda back in. I mean, I think particularly for you and the brand that you are and sort of the value that you bring to this um, arrangement is marketing. I was reading a book written by Louis Late, the former SA Rugby um, president and a businessman in the fertilizer industry in the bad old days. And he once remarked that Johann Rupert's father, Antoine Rupert, was a master packager and marketing it's a story of Red Bull. Red Bull, two guys who meet somewhere in the Far East. Um, Red Bull, one who does packaging well, they put it together and they launch it in Austria. And Red Bull is what everybody knows it to be this day. Your source or your products, great as they are, they may be greater or lose their greatness, if you like, by virtue of how they are positioned in the market, the packaging, the labeling, and when they are pitched and introduced to the consumer me tell us the importance of that and how deliberate your approach to doing that is look makamisa yanda uh, will launch the first uh, chili mayo in festive season we're looking around november 
um, and because we have this partnership, which is a business partnership that brings investments for, from both sides, you know, so it's not um, a trade exchange or stuff like that. It's really a, a proper business um, uh, uh, contract that we have, that we all have to put the time and energy. I realize that in terms of marketing, you cannot leave out what Makamisa has done in the past and all the work that they put out, all the beautiful products that they put out, which actually made me to partner with them with so much joy and enthusiasm and be able to want to invest in this particular uh, product, that we have to showcase that. You know, I, I believe that there's a lot of work that they've done. They are not small. I know Brad Terrence is very humble in his approach. They do sources for Well, it's not in the game friends. for humble people, for sure. No, no, no. Well, you know, he, he's, he's, he's quite humble, but already they are processing sources for mm. your famous brands, which supplies your deponiers, which supplies tiers, which supplies um, McDonald's and many others with a footprint all over the country. But our growth path is not only for South Africa. We want to capture the entire continent. We want to be able to send things overseas to other continents. We want to partner with other countries because we believe in the product. And we're not rushing things, you know. We're not rushing a profit. We want to build a relationship with our customers. We want them to love our product. We want them to take full ownership because we are 100% black, you know, and um, we, we, we're not fronting or interfacing. Mm. We're really taking all the stages of development. We're taking all the risks. You know, we we actually doing the actual investment in these products to make sure that we put them out and that people love them. And, you know, it's made not only with love, but it's also made following all the national regulations from health and safety. You don't even walk into the plant without covering shoes, you know, or making sure they are clean or using the right form of shoe equipment you have to cover your head you have to wash your hands we still sanitize as much as we did in covid on the first 21 days you know we we really up there and we can compete with anybody you know small as we might be but we are ready and the quality of our product from the packaging we're using glass we will as we proceed and grow into maybe plastic bottles. But right now... Let me introduce you, Brad Terrence, because I am running out of time, Susanna. Sorry to cut you there, but, I mean, you've said a couple of things that are a perfect segue to this question. You you mentioned earlier on, for instance, Archer. Archer has not really taken off to the scale one would have hoped it would because it's it's a black product, to use those terms, if I may. But yet, you don't get the impression that there is a black corporation behind it, even though you might find it in the exclusive um, shelves of Woolworths. The same thing can be said of Chagalaka, you know, which is just a better version of Ibisto as we know it. Now, we've got Makamisa here. How do we ensure, first of all, it is a household name, like many other household names, and it keeps its african identity and authenticity even at the great stages of being an international brand found in the shelves of your most developed economies how do we protect this identity and export it braterence look uh, my brother look at how we are packaged right so the the influence came out of um, the shoe shop print if you look at you know in detail 
those patterns and uh, the tema as well. Uh, you can see them in our in, in our branding and the colors. They actually cover almost every country in terms of representation. So we are a truly African and loudly African brand. And uh, the protection, I think, lies in our messaging and also how the consumer um, actually accepts us to say it's okay to be African. It's We are perfect the way we are. And uh, the, the, the growth and development of this continent and the problems and the challenges um, in terms of food security will be solved by Africans. And we decided to be the trailblazers in this case. I absolutely love that. Perfect point to end this conversation. Food security, certainly. I don't have to say much more about that. We need food security in this country. We've got all the, we've got all the implements necessary to ensure a secure food or secure food for the nation. It's great that Makamisa is operating in that space. And my thanks is extended to Uyandambuli as well as Terence Leluma, who have come through one in studio, one on the phone, to participate in this very important conversation. It is time for news with Modubi Makalimele.